0: this is valerie van boeven with the senior care industry netcast where leaders with three or more years of experience in the senior care industry share their advice so let's get to it tell us who you are and what you do
1: thank you valerie Uh, my name is jamie miller i'm an attorney and mediator Um, i own Jay miller law firm uh, in tulsa oklahoma
0: Awesome. Okay. And so do you uh, tell us a little bit more about the elder law practice and what kind of services you guys provide?
1: Sure. So for the estate planning um, side of my practice, um, it's w- wills and trust, obviously. Um, I also like to at least have the conversation about uh, power of attorney and advanced directives. Those are documents that uh would impact someone while they're living, but perhaps incapacitated, um, a good idea to have those in place as well. And then for the probate side, that would be if someone has a will or has uh, nothing in place, um, then uh, probate would be needed. So that's awesome. the estate uh, planning and probate.
0: Great. And these are lots of conversations that we need to have and often yes. don't. <laughs> yes,
1: they're uncomfortable, but people tend, they tend to tell me they feel better after they do. <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. And the family feels better. I mean, certainly not having to make these decisions without the input of the person who is having a health crisis or whatever is really hard. So doing it in advance is a really nice thing to do.
1: Absolutely. All right.
0: So what is the best thing about serving aging adults and their families?
1: Sure, so my practice philosophy just in general for all of my clients is to be proactive, um, to focus on minimizing problems and avoiding surprises. So when we're talking about aging adults and estate planning, uh, they typically, they're facing their own mortality. They've decided, uh, they've you know, put off decisions. Um, they decided they wanna um, get a plan in place and make the process after their death uh, easier for their families. And they they all tell me they don't want their kids they don't want their family members to fight. That's very important to them. And so the practice philosophy of being proactive and preventing problems in that context is to really find out what their what their goals are. What do they want to happen? So sometimes they have a, a preconception uh, of what they uh, think they have to do or should do. Whether that's you know putting in, uh, the oldest child in charge and maybe that's not the best choice. Um, but what, what do they really want to happen? And just be very clear about that and get sometimes the emotions behind that and uh, then put that in writing for a plan that makes sense to them.
0: All right, that's so yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, all of these things that we uh, tend to put off are, <laughs> I mean, the peace of mind that comes with having everything in place and ready to go and having a will written, um, having um, maybe a trust, um, mm-hmm. anything that will prevent people from fighting or help people with understanding your decisions. Oh my goodness. There's nothing yes. that replaces that at the end because it's very interesting. And I'm sure you see this <laughs> a lot <laughs> is that when someone gets becomes ill or incapacitated or they pass away, all of a sudden, uh, people aren't getting along sometimes. (laughs) So it's always a great idea to, if you want to avoid that for people to, and it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or you have very little to your name, um, people still find a way to get upset with each other. Well,
1: what I find it's often not even about the money, it's about the emotions and the history behind that, you know, and how they they feel about their relationship, their position in the family. Uh, That's sometimes a lot of it too.
0: Yeah. It's that historical, those arguments that happened 20 years ago and and some of the things that have happened in their lifetime. So yeah. So you probably are a really good counselor along with being a really good attorney. (laughs) That that is part of it. Thank you. you. (laughs) Uh, okay, I would imagine in your lifetime and in your career, your adult life, there have been people, there have been organizations. Sometimes people will mention their parents or grandparents, or sometimes people will talk about organizations that mean a lot to them. What has been the catalyst for your career decision?
1: So, I really um, I wanted to run my practice uh, a particular way, and to, to be very. Uh, communicated with clients and to only take the clients where it was a good fit, where I felt I could best serve them and um, that I was the best attorney for them. So I don't do a lot of advertising. There's no walk-ins. I really focus on relationships um, just in general in my practice. Um, As far as seniors, um, my grandfather had a COPD for about 20 years and just his philosophy and how he handled that and managed it and lived much, much longer than anyone thought he would, uh, was just really inspiring for me. Yeah, I, um, I, think,
0: yeah. I think a lot of our, um, our family members are oftentimes, and our family experiences in our mm-hmm. lifetime are often um, part of, you know, what, how we make decisions about what we do in our lives. Sure, That's awesome.
1: And I have, um, my grandmother had Alzheimer's. I have participated in their walks in prior years and, and raised funds. I'm a for, former board member for the uh, American Parkinson's Disease Association for Tulsa and a member of the Tulsa Interagency Council, which is a great network of um, senior providers in, in different um, areas that get together for education and networking.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure those organizations are doing a fabulous job too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the advocacy and and all of the fundraising that goes into research and, um, or just to help folks in your local area, um, all those organizations are so important. So great, that's awesome. All right. I understand that. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about online marketing, and I understand that it can be ever-changing. It can be confusing. And I know that in your case, you have to kind of be careful about what you say. Sure. Uh, So so what are your experience (laughs) or thoughts about online marketing, especially in a time where... um, it's really hard. It, it still is. And and we're looking at maybe, you know, uh, back to some sense of normalcy, maybe toward the end of this year, mm-hmm. um, when vaccines are readily available to everyone. Um, how has online marketing impacted your business, especially in the last year or so?
1: Sure, so I would say I really have never done traditional online marketing or spending money on advertising or, or things like that. What I have always done is uh, a lot of education. So you know I'm very active on social media, but my posts are a lot of um, information or links or resources. Um, I do a lot of speaking events now through Zoom, but in, in different times in person uh, to connect with people that way. Um, so it's really, uh, yeah, it's mostly finding opportunities to connect with people, especially seniors in something very sensitive, like, you know, this planning, they are probably not going to um, trust their, their, their secrets, their history and, and their money to someone just from, from an ad. They want to kind of know them, like them, trust them, know someone who knows them, things like that.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's who you um, like, trust and know that you're going mm-hmm. to probably do business with. So right. getting to know you via maybe an introduction happens because they find you on social media or see something you posted or something you've written. Mm-hmm. And then um, moving on from there with a phone conversation or a right. Zoom call. Yeah, I can see uh, definitely um, more challenging for advertising. Um, but for social media and for even, um, I find that for some of um, our elder law attorney friends and our estate planning uh, friends that writing some articles often helps mm-hmm. and um, yeah. yeah, it keeps the word out, especially right now sure. when it's hard to do those
1: speaking engagements. It is.
0: But thank yeah. goodness for Zoom because here we are and you can meet <laughs> clients over Zoom and uh, right. it, it makes uh, it all happen. Sure. All right. What piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers or providers that are in the uh, uh, estate planning uh, space?
1: Sure, so I think seniors really, they want the same things we all want. They want uh, understanding and and respect and to be listened to. So if you treat people well, and that's just a core value, um, in my opinion, everything else will fall into place. Um, but in this particular time, uh, I think we're all a little frustrated with technology as, as many benefits as there are to it. There are um, some frustrations and seniors in particular are, can be frustrated by that. So we have to balance how do we um, make sure we're, we're safe, um, but also kind of meeting their communication needs as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, being listened to is something we all deserve and it's uh, part of being uh, being a dignified provider is to do, be a good listener and uh, to make sure their voices are heard so right. and I know you do a lot of that in your practice making sure the seniors voice is heard yeah yeah so, all right, last question, supposed to be a fun one. I know mm-hmm. that it's a little challenging in the last several months, but when you have a win in life or business, how do you like to celebrate?
1: You know, honestly, I'm not great at it. It is something I recognize and I'm working on it, Um, but I'm someone who likes to celebrate with things like experiences and events, and we're a little short on that right now. (laughs) So, um, but it is something I need to to, do better on. I I tend to just move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, I think we're all, um, all of us who are service providers, especially, um, I don't know how to explain this, but in the senior care business, um, whether it's from the legal perspective or hands-on caregiving, um, we are um, sort of a social—I don't know—social service isn't the way it exactly, but, mm-hmm. but we're we're more of givers, and yes. we certainly t- we <laughs> tend not to celebrate um, as much. But I think you just taking a moment and 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 realizing that you know—I mean—you've helped so many families in your career, I'm sure. So just taking a moment and realizing that everything's going to be okay when this person does end up passing away or you know the caregiver leaves the house and thinks we had a good day today celebrating those little things for that senior is is always worth it so but i understand right now it's really hard to have fun experiences (laughs) unless (laughs) they're outside and then when it's in the middle of winter it's even more tough to have
1: right i'll celebrate in the spring
0: (laughs) right right we kind of wait wait for some of us have to wait for warmer weather right all right well i want to thank mm-hmm. you for being on the show and sharing your wisdom and sharing your profession with us and telling us a little bit more about what you do and who you help. That's what this is all about. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.